up, y'all, and welcome back to the Stormcrow Comic Cast, Volume 3, Issue 1. I'm Ruben G. I'm Kevin Merrill. And we're hitting up Superior Spider-Man, Volume 1, My Own Worst Enemy. Now, we did have a, a short little break there, and we hope you guys didn't suffer too bad. Uh, took a little two-week sabbatical. I was personally... Um, up in Nepal on the mountaintop with uh, two yaks and a fax machine getting in touch with my inner self. Uh, I know Kevin had a, a big project that he was working on. Kevin, why don't, why don't you tell us about that project that we previously discussed and I'm not just laying on. I, uh, I legally can't say on the air. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, that is enthralling and interesting. And I am excited to get off the air details. Let's, let's just say, uh, the job's done, but there's blood everywhere. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Click. <laughs> so we are going into Superior Spider-Man. Uh, you know, the work of the awesome Dan Slot, who I really yep. didn't know a lot about until this. Um, you know, I had heard on some other podcasts and stuff I listened to what they were doing. I think I've previously talked about it. And uh, just really glad, made the leap and, and got into it. Cause now whenever I go through, uh, you know, the back issue long boxes, I see slots name and I, I give the book another look. I'm, I'm sort of curious to find more he's done, but yeah. super cool stuff. The, uh, pencils in, uh, this first issue, um, Mr. Stegman, I believe. Let's see if we can get. Yeah, Ryan Stegman does issues one through three, and um, I think Kevin is glad that we don't have to deal with Ramos yet. Yeah, I'm pretty, <laughs> just... I'm pretty satisfied with that. Yeah. And you know, this guy too kind of has a stylized, yeah, um, way of doing things, but it's a little bit more realistic looking than yeah. Ramos, which I'm totally okay with. Slightly more um, proportional. The bodies make a little bit more sense. Yeah. It's uh, like he actually took his time with it, you know, and didn't just scribble things down on a piece of paper and yes, went, that yes. looks good. People buy that. And yeah, they do buy it, yeah. but, you know, whatever. <laughs> now, now, I hope you think that uh, Ramos is at least better than Ramita. The, the Ramita Jr.? Yeah, the, yeah, the Jr., the Superman, all these adverts in the books are pretty wretched neck and neck <laughs> yeah. I, i've got them neck and neck they're, they're, they're oh no yeah no. they're i've got them a couple of steps above. they're they're different styles of bad but they're both pretty bad personally <laughs> a little bit of cartoony a little you know uh with ramos in particular a little bit here there is sort of an um an elastic feel to the way the characters are drawn, kind of exaggerated or whatnot. But for me, Spider-Man, it kind of fits that style. So it never bothered me, but, but certainly, uh, you and your pops were like, eh, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, not, not everybody has my high quality taste. So I'll, yeah. I'll let it slide. In it's true. It's true. That's a valid point. That's right. Um, now this book starts, in media res, you know, they start in the action of Dr. Octopus. About to say you, you were in, losing me there with your big word. In, in, you're an English major, <laughs> dude. Catch up. Uh, in, um, whatchamacallit, Doc Ock is in Spider, in Peter Parker's body. Um, so I think it makes sense to take a small look back and see how we got here. Um, so as they say, previously, an amazing Spider-Man. Dr. Octopus was dying. Years of battling the wall crawler <laughs> had taken its toll. Uh, a year, years of criminal activity. And Otto Octavius was actually on life support, incarcerated in the supervillain prison, the raft. 
And um, as part of his last wishes, he puts a call out to Spider-Man and to sort of have a, a word with him. Um, but of course, all is not as it seems. Um, Spider-Man does go to visit Otto and in a last ditch effort to save his mind, if not his body, Auk uses a specially designed Octobot to switch bodies with Peter Parker and makes his escape while Peter ends up trapped in the decaying body of Otto Octavius and dies. So the mind of Peter was in Doc Ock's body. Doc Ock kicks it, he dies, and now we have a living Peter Parker with the mind of Otto Octavius. But crucially, during this switch, Peter does share a lot of his most important memories with Otto. So mm-hmm. Otto is aware of what happens with Uncle Ben, that that Peter failed to stop a crime that led directly to the death of his beloved uncle. Yeah. And so Otto does understand Pete's, you know, uh, mantra that with great power comes great responsibility. And – and takes it to heart. You yeah. know, he's still auto. It's like, but, I see where this kid's coming from. Yeah, yeah. It makes more sense to him. So we start with Superior Spider-Man issue one and the very first panel. Uh, Kevin and I are, by the way, both reading out of trades here. Um, the very first panel is sort of the silhouette of Peter Parker. Of course, the mind of Doc Ock, but at a graveyard. And it's a really interesting panel. It's it's mostly black. Um, you know, Peter and the graves are sort of silhouetted against the yeah. sky. There's he, clouds and wind. And it reminds me of change. The winds of change sure. are blowing through. Okay, wow. he's standing over this grave. You looked into that way more than I did, but I, I can see it, though, for sure. Mm-hmm. Once you, uh, you kind of put it within that uh, – yeah. that, uh, that, uh, context isn't the right word, but once you sure. kind of illustrate it that way, yeah, um, yeah, I did draw this. It's, so. it's totally <laughs> yeah. no. I think I think that's a legitimate point, and uh, you know, it's it's nice to see uh, Otto out there uh, paying a visit to Uncle Ben. Yeah, actually, it's not a visit to Uncle Ben. Though. Oh, it is a visit to himself. He is at the grave, and I may have misspoke a second ago, but he is at the grave of himself. No, it no, is- no, you didn't mention. You okay, didn't mention. good, good. I, I, was, I was I was trying to be cute because uh, the very yeah. next panel. Yeah. You are so, so cute, Thank dude. You. Yeah, Thank you. Um, it's the hat, you know. It's really nice. <laughs> That's the, what it is. <laughs> uh, which we'll call it. So he's at. Otto's grave, you know, it's the mind of of Doc Ock in Peter Parker visiting the grave of Otto Octavius. And the the caption starts, I've come to say goodbye to my old life, a life wasted on villainy and failed schemes, a man whose sole victory was cheating death by switching places with his greatest enemy. Farewell, Otto Octavius. From now on, my name is Peter Parker. So that's that's where we start is this big moment of change. Yeah. Um and letting go of the past. He's accepting that he's no longer Otto. He is now Peter Parker. Um and I think as we'll come to see, <laughs> um I guess technically he's Peter Parker, but he's not quite the Peter that everyone knows. It's awesome. <laughs> it's so funny. The uh the interplay between the personality of Peter Parker <clears throat> and the personality of Otto Octavius is just a constant source of humor 
and uh, movement of the story really yeah. in these books. And, you know, one of the things we get on this, this third panel right below the grave is Pete with his Bluetooth earpiece in, which he always wears through these books. And to be honest, you know, uh, I, hopefully this content is okay. It's a little douchey. It's yeah. a little, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not quite how people roll anymore. And it's kind of funny, but he's tapped into, uh, you know, the uh, police uh, s- scanner or whatever. He's he's listening in on the police radio and, uh, you know, hears, he, he puts his finger to his ear like a CIA agent or something. Officers down at Empire State University. We're under heavy fire. Repeat, officers down. And then Peter sort of Superman-esque uh, rips open his shirt and says, from this point on, I am Spider-Man. And you see the uniform, the Spider-Man costume underneath. Yeah, below it. Um. Did he change uh, the the spider suit a little bit? Yes, there there are several okay. visual changes, and there are also several technical changes um, yeah. that he makes to the suit that we will see in this issue. Uh, two things in particular uh, that I noticed and wanted to draw attention to. Yeah, I was just thinking like purely aesthetically, though. Like I didn't know if it was just like the artist or if if, if the costumes legitimately. A little bit different. It looks like the uh, maybe the eyes are a little bit more bugged out, kind of. They That's stick right. out more from the We're going to see changes in the hand, uh, in the maybe uh, a sm- spider symbol. Yeah, maybe a smaller emblem kind of on his chest. It I might think. be. I think the size on maybe the, the, the front chest was always okay. a small. Yeah, the big spider on the back yeah. was always uh, Spider-Man's dealie. Okay. Um, but so after this little panel, he, he gets the report that there are some officers down. Um, he's off to action. He's off to facing it down. The science building on 11th and Greenwich. We need additional backup. Hurry. And there's an explosion at this building. Cop cars surrounding this building as, as things go down. Um, and, uh, you know, apparently they've got these, uh, super cops, these like heavily armored police cars, but they're not doing the job they need to do. Yeah. We have the new sinister six on the attack. And we've got Boomerang, Speed Demon, Shocker, uh, The Living Brain, and Beetle, um, which, let me count, Boomerang, Speed Demon, uh, Living Brain, Shocker, and Beetle. That's that's five. Yeah. Who am I missing? Am I missing anybody? Because that's the Sinister Five, not the Sinister Six. I think I that's... Think. Am I, I gotta be yeah. missing something. No, it's no, just the five. No, it's just them. It's just them. The Living Brain, <clears throat> by the way... Super funny. Um, like, I was not familiar with this character uh, before these books, but uh, he is this very old school looking robot, yeah. big and ungainly. And when he speaks, because the robot does speak, he always begins with a uh, click. And then in, in this case, like, so it's very mechanical sounding. He's like he's warming up every time he, he says he says something. That's right. Boomerang um, is the leader of this group of the Sinister Six. Yeah. And so Shocker, cover him. Living Brain and Beetle, status. And Living Brain goes, click. Objective complete. Barometric oscillator acquired. And then uh, Beetle says, we got your dingus, boss. <laughs> now call in your wheel man. Let's get it over here. Okay, the wheel man. That's that's the sixth of the sinister six. I didn't mention to him. Yeah. Um, Overdrive is his name. Um, so we've kind of got some C list villains here. It's it's kind of a, a hokey uh, sinister six. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they've got their barometric oscillator. 
and uh, Wheelman comes through, Overdrive comes through in this giant, uh, it's like a big wheel is his entire vehicle or whatever. And uh, I, I do like this line. It's, it's, these books have a good sense of humor. Uh, yoinks, you're an idiot, Overdrive. You know that? Who pimps out the big wheel and uses it as a getaway car? And Overdrive's response, I don't know, maybe someone who wants the coolest getaway car ever? <laughs> <laughs> A boobering. Enough, YouTube. Back to base. You all did good. Looks like we can chalk this up as the first of many victories for the all-new Sinister Six. And right here, Spider-Man swings in. I can't help but imagine Vegeta from Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> uh, and hopefully a few of you out there will feel me on this because Spider-Man, he's, he's swinging in and his response is, Unbelievable! <laughs> he goes... And it boomerangs, who? Of all the unmitigated gall. Well, I guess they're letting anyone call themselves the Sinister Six these days. Of course, that's Peter Parker, it's Spidey, you know, Doc Ock. Um, just that is flabbergasted so... that this is the new Sinister Six. That didn't sound anything like Tobey Maguire. Unbelievable! <laughs> Kakarata! <laughs> Um, you know, Doc Ock was a member of so many variations of the Sinister Six. Yeah. And so I think for him to see these losers taking on the name of his, you know, longtime group. Takes is, it to heart a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it's insulting. He wants, he wants, you know, crazy, mad, awesome scientists to be in his group. Um, and, and just totally, you know, Peter always has his sort of verbal j jabs and whatnot. And, Doc Ock as Spidey continues them, but there's sort of a different tone to it. Yeah. He starts looking at all the, the different villains. Let's see. Overdrive, pathetic. Bro Boomerang <laughs> and Shocker, jokes. The Living Brain, archaic. But you, you're a new beetle, a random element. I despise random elements. <laughs> Anyway, pretty funny stuff. And, and there's a lot of these great, you know, Spidey Ock quotes throughout this book. There's definitely a couple more I'm going to try and bring some attention to. Um, and he notices that, you know, the living brain might be this archaic robot, but he has got what is a uh, tri-titanium shell. And that could be a problem. But Shocker juices up his gauntlets. Boomerang chucks an electro ring at it. And Beetle fires up her glove, which has a sort of purple energy to shoot. Mm -hmm. And Spidey deftly bounces out of the way and all three blasts <laughs> smack the living brain in the back. And just really funny here. Um, or click. Ow! <laughs> Query. Why was unit programmed with the pain receptors? Why? <laughs> so good. Totally amusing, yeah. <laughs> So, uh, you know, one down, this shouldn't take long. And then Speed Demon, of course, who can run at super speed, a la Flash or Quicksilver or yeah. whatnot. Um, and it, it shouldn't take long. Just what I was thinking. Ah, James Spanders, the Speed Demon. This could be a... And then Speed Demon's on him, just like laying punches. It says, hundreds of blows in a fraction <laughs> of a second. More than I've ever been hit in my entire life. Enough! What are you... I'm done here. And and Spidey just like gets the F out. He's yeah. just like done. Cool. I just got hit hundreds of blows in less than a second. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> and um, 
which we'll call it, you know, the Sinister Six, they, they can't really believe that Spider-Man's actually running away. Um, and so they, you know, Boomerang chucks a, a, a boomerang at him. Yeah. And uh, I love, I love, uh, you know, Spidey's internal monologue here. Can't believe Peter Parker put up with this. The man must have been insane. And, uh, you know, with his Spidey sense, he's able to dodge the boomerang that just got chucked at him. Yeah. But. It's a boomerang, and boomerangs come back. It zips back towards some of the police officers who are stationed around the scene, and instantly Spidey pushes the cop out of the way. Yeah, saves him. He saves him. He saves him. And what is his internal caption? Why on earth did I do that? <laughs> I mean, he's still Doc Ock. Yeah. He doesn't care about cops or whatever. And uh, boomerang steps up to sort of finish the job puts a, a a boomerang around spidey's neck i believe one of the razor rings and uh maybe he slit his throat or something and we yeah, you see like a little bit of blood pop out from his throat yeah there. a little he's, bit he's starting yeah. to get cut that's right and uh getting we sliced getting sliced up snickety snickety wrong comic i know what it's like on the street <laughs> that's right and we, we see one of these first changes to the costume, which is kind of B.A. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool, actually. Like, come to think of it, Peter maybe should have thought about this. You know, it's not as quite a style, but, you know, it's it's a it's a, it's a smart move, what, yeah. what we're about to see. He, the, it shows there's a close-up on the tips of Spider-Man's fingers. Yeah. And these little sort of barbed claws pop out by the, the tips of his fingers, and... He rips open the chest of Boomerang <laughs> with these things. It's brutal and and Boomerang stuns him too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boomerang. What? <laughs> Since when does Spider Man do that? Screw this. We got what we're after time to bail. <laughs> He's just flabbergasted yep. that Spidey basically cut him up across the chest. Um, and so the, the Sinister Six, they skedaddle. And um, I do it, want to point out real quick. Though, yeah, yeah. Because uh, I know one person in particular, especially as a regular here at the shop, uh, is going to be listening to this. Uh, Batman would not have needed those little claws in his fingertips, though. The Tommy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <okay. laughs> yeah. He could have used his bare hands and, and, and got the job done. That's right. <laughs> So another one of these funny Spidey versus Doc Ock personality things, the Sinister Six is, is rolling out of there, literally. Um, and uh, the cop, you know, he just saved. Uh, Spidey's like, ow, there's like smoke and stuff coming from his back where he had gotten hit. Yeah. He goes, you, you saved me. And Spidey goes, so it seems. Uh, <laughs> I'm alive. Yes. And I'm so glad I took the effort to preserve such a master of the self-evident. What? what? <laughs> like he's just being sarcastic to this cop he saved, and this other cop comes up. And, we all saw what you did back there, wall crawler, and you should know all the boys here are grateful. And you know, Spidey sort of grudgingly takes it. He he says, "I, I appreciate that." There's anything you need, you just ask. Okay. Actually, officer, I could use that. They're fallen automaton. And that, that very much, I mean, Peter Parker is never going to call anything an automaton, no. call it a robot or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but, but to Doc Ock, it is an automaton. Um, uh, that big old bag of bolts, let me run it by the chief. Good. When you can, have it delivered to Horizon Labs. 
I have an associate there who can study it and put it to good use. And of course, that deserves a little bit of background. Peter Parker had been working at Horizon Labs, which is a highfalutin technology institute for, you know, new research and technological breakthroughs. Um, and so the chief apparently does, you know, uh, give consent to uh, giving basically Spider-Man the robot. And so they deliver it. Uh, the associate was, of course, Peter Parker, who is sort of under the guise of working with Spider-Man to yeah. help him out. Um, and I love this panel below. They're, they're having uh, you know, these two people delivering the robot sort of out on a, what do you call a stretcher, a dolly into the yeah. labs. And Peter is dressed in a super Doc Ock outfit. He's got this sort of lab coat on, this white lab it's coat. Like buttoned up on one side. That's right. He's got goggles, very Doc Ockish yeah. goggles up on his forehead. And his chest just puffed out here, just like so full of himself. Yeah. And another Doc Ock word, dolts, careful with that. And then uh, it, Peter Parker's never going to call somebody a dolt, no. but Doc Ock is all stuck up and thinks so little of everybody. He calls yeah, him dolts. Incredibly arrogant. Yeah, yeah, totally. And uh, one of the other scientists at Horizon Labs um, you know, comes up to Peter. He's all interested. This guy's kind of hippie-ish looking. He's got long hair and a beard. He's kind of wearing a Hawaiian shirt. Pete, I just heard they say you, oh my God, it's true. You've got the living brain. That's like the Super Nintendo of robots. Dude, let me help you with that. <laughs> and um, you'll see throughout these books that Doc Ock is sort of able to actively access mm. Peter Parker's memories. So when there's a hole in his knowledge, he'll take a moment and sort of as if he's looking through a computer file, find a memory that helps him understand what's going on. So he does it at this point, accessing Parker's memories. Grady Scraps, one of my co-workers, a good-natured oaf, prone to mistakes. And so as Peter, that, that's the memory, as yeah. Peter's walking away, he says, no, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, in response to letting him help with the Super Nintendo of robots. Um, and then we get a new character, Max um, Modell, or do you say Modell? How do you pronounce it? I would it? say Modell. You say Modell. Okay, but... that's, that's, I think, reasonable. Uh, he comes up to Grady. Grady, I heard Peter's on site. Have you seen him? Yeah, Max, in his lab, bogarting the living brain. <laughs> he's all upset. Yeah, yeah, he's really down about it. And you can actually see it on the on uh, his face, too. He's, he's not happy. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. kind of got the arched eyebrows going <laughs> That's on. That's right. Um, he's a little disappointed. Yeah, which uh, kudos to this artist, you know, showing a little bit of human emotion in this very stylized art style. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's still able to get yeah. it across, but the art is still fun and over the top. Yeah. Um, and and now very and, Doc Ockish scene with Doc in Horizon Labs and just, over a table. And just speaking of facial expressions, too, really well done on these ne these next couple uh, pages here. Too the different expressions we're about to see from panel to panel. It's like uh, an, a new one almost every single panel. That's so. right. A lot of maniacal looks from Peter Parker. Yeah. It's really funny. Looks of uh, of surprise from from Max here a little bit and and, and concern. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, and a little bit of astonishment we'll get to. So. Yeah. And so Peter is is sort of, you know, digging into the living brain, the mm -hmm. big robot. And uh, internally, he's thinking, I must learn all I can about this new Sinister Six, all of their strengths and weaknesses. And so Max Medell uh, comes in. Peter, can I have a word with you? 
If you must, Madel, I am a very busy. I'm. I'm very busy. Ah, yes, helping Spider-Man again. It's about that. The more I think about what you do here, you're building weapons. Yes, they're for Spider-Man. Yes, they're for good. But I never intended for my company to be, and then Peter interjects, so groundbreaking? And he sort of gesticulates with his hands, pointing accusingly at Max. And and Max, what? You're a man of science, Max. Tell me, true or false, the greatest advancements in technology are made during wartime. True, but Peter, some of the equipment and materials you've been requesting— They could be used to manufacture high-yield explosives, lethal biological agents, terrifying instruments of Max Modell. You know me. Does that really sound like something I would do? Well, no, of course not. But here, this is just a few of the many peaceful applications of the new technologies I'm exploring for Horizon, for you. And he, he hands Max this paper. Oh my, these are revolutionary. And then, and then we get a look of Peter with a, you know, very satisfied look on his face. Of course they are. Would you expect any less from me? Heavens no. Carry on. If you're able to pull this off, it'll be a big win for Horizon and another feather in your cap, Mr. Parker. And here we go in. This is, um, Doc coming to grips with yeah. his new situation. That's definitely struggling with his own ego here. Yes, a hundred percent. He he wants credit. He, you know, like a lot of supervillains, they want to explain their grand scheme. They want everybody to know what a genius they are. And he's having to deal with the fact that all these achievements will be credited to Peter Parker. Yeah. And what he's trying to tell himself is like, no, these are my achievements. I am am peter parker yeah. now but he's still struggling with it it's, it's, at this point in the story so it's still a very recent change that right. he's going through yeah. and a major change at that too yeah. so yeah you know you can kind of I, th- I think i think this is a a good a good play on dan slot's part i think doc ock would totally struggle with something like this Absolutely. not getting recognition attributed to Otto octavius but rather peter parker yeah. his, his arch nemesis for for years for and years, years yeah so. Very difficult. And so he's he's frustrated with this. He's dealing with it. When he gets a phone call, what is it? Tiger, you okay? Mary Jane, this is a bad time. I I was in the middle of something. Not a, you know, life or death thing, because I can call back. No. Good. Uh, just making sure we're still on for dinner tonight. And then this last panel with a totally evil, sinister grin. Absolutely, Tiger. It's a date. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I think we were talking about this. Mary Jane obviously calls Peter Tiger all the time. But I don't think Peter ever calls Mary Jane Tiger. But he does hear. He does hear. And it's sort of another one of those. It's it's one of those things where it it should start to – maybe strike someone very familiar with Peter the wrong way. It's like he doesn't. He never calls me Tiger. You right, know, what, right. What's going on here? And plus, you know, he was uh, kind of agitated with her on the phone right, or what right, have you. Right. So uh, I think this is one of those times where uh, we, we start to see Peter really. Um, I mean, I guess he's he's known Modell and um, the oh gosh, Grady. and Grady at, at, at Horizon. But uh, this is the first time we see him interacting with a older Spider-Man character that's known him throughout. For so long. His, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and for them to kind of pick up on, you know, uh, this isn't quite. It's out some, of character. Yeah, yeah, something's going on here. Yeah. So we're on to 
the date with Mary Jane that evening at a kind of swanky restaurant. You know, they're both dressed up. Peter, of course, still has the Bluetooth earbud in. It's totally funny. And this is another hilarious (laughs) scene. He's on a date with Mary Jane. And uh, Mary Jane's just talking about her day, what's going on. She's running a nightclub. There's all these safety things, you know, employee morale. And she's just talking about this. And that's really all you can make out of what she's saying. Yeah, because Peter's inner dialogue or monologue boxes are just plastered right over (laughs) Mary Jane. So he is obviously not listening to her. He's just thinking about himself. That's such a clever way to illustrate that. It's really funny. Visually, it shows you and there's enough text of what Mary Jane's saying to to get the sense of what she's talking about, but also know that Peter is not focused on it. And uh, he's thinking about it. He's like, I am Peter Parker. And that's not such a bad thing after all. And of course, meanwhile, Mary Jane is talking talking right now superpowers youth vigor high paying job state-of-the-art lab and then there's this lovely creature (laughs) referring of course to mary jane yes peter's parker's life will suit me just fine (laughs) and the best part about it the view (laughs) and he is just straight up straight up staring at mary jane's chest you can't even see her face he's just looking at her awesome midsection and she's like peter Peter, are you even listening to me? <laughs> totally funny. He's just checking out Peter Parker, who, by the way, is young enough to be his granddaughter. So, yeah. you know what yeah. I mean? Kind of creepy in that sense. But anyway, uh, you know, he's distracted. And, you know, Mary Jane refers to, you have to wear that headset while we're eating? And, you know, yes, actually, I'm monitoring something that's Spider-Man related. Oh, the police band? Is there an emergency? Do you have to? No, nothing like that. I'm listening in on the Sinister Six. They're plotting their next attack. What? Earlier today, when I scratched one of them, I was, in fact, injecting him with 80 nano spider tracers. So Doc Ock. Yeah. So Doc Ock. And, and, a, and a genius thing to do, too. That's right. So That's right. I, I guess maybe that, uh, yeah, that was definitely what occurred when he scratched him again across That's the chest. That's right. He was implanting nano spider yeah. tracers. Uh, totally funny. Of course, spider tracers, one of those longtime Spider-Man technologies. He'd, he'd throw it on the back of a car and chase the criminals or whatever it's an awesome idea because not only was it an effective melee attack that just made boomerang go forget this (laughs) yeah yeah, yeah. um but also uh now he's he's able to keep uh tabs that's right a little tactical advantage yeah and so he explains you know each one's outfitted with microscopic gps and audio transmitters i now know their current location and the plans for their next assault and mary jane kind of confused but if you know where they are why why don't you go after them Because this gives me a tactical advantage. Trust me, I know exactly what I'm doing. And uh, as he pours a glass of wine, and on top of everything you're drinking, that's never good. And she's kind of looking down. I'm not sure if she's like looking down in thought or at the glass. I think she's looking at her empty glass there. Okay. You know, that's how I took it. That, you know... I don't remember ever reading a comic in which Peter drank alcohol. There right. may have been some, uh, but I can't remember Peter ever drinking alcohol. Never saying that he didn't drink, but just that he never did. Um, yeah. And this is, I mean, at this point, this is obviously a very different Peter Parker, too, because right. this next panel, you know, he's, he's holding his, his glass between his, his fingers there, and another, yeah. another hand's all kind of outstretched. He's very... Uh, 
I don't know, very uh, grandiose. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. He's like a high society guy who who knows he should be the high society. Right. He's king of the king of the land. You know. Why not? The night's still young. Now, please, dearest, you were telling me about your day. And um, in the background is the audio feed from those nano spider tracers. We should find one here at Horizon Labs. Let's go over this one more time, then rest up. In a few hours, we strike. At dawn. At dawn, yes, the next page. So they've got their plans to attack Horizon Labs, which, of course, we know is Peter Parker's workplace. Yeah. Um, And so they go in and, you know, bust through the door and uh, they're looking after they're they're seeking out a atmospheric condenser, which Speed Demon searches the entire place in two and a half seconds (laughs) and finds it. (laughs) And like they're barely in and out and they're they're about to get going. And they're leaving, and all of a sudden, there is a giant spider web outside of the building. What's going on? Where did all this come from? That would be me. Welcome to my parlor. Impossible! We were in and out in under ten seconds. How did you set up a streetwide web blockade? I did it in nine. Proportionate (laughs) speed of a spider. Truth is, that always struck me as a bit unfair. Until today. (laughs) So the Doc Ock part of him is like, oh, he's ticked off that he had this speed and strength. And he's like, now that I have it, it's pretty cool, though. (laughs) And he's got this whole thing mapped out. Um, Speed Demon starts running at him. But Peter or Doc. um, Okay. And and another sort of uh, uh, change to the costume here. Peter at times will touch the spider, the smaller spider on the front of his chest and um, verbally issue a command. And so he does that here. He, he taps the spider. There's a little word that tech. So just sort of the sound of him pressing this button, I guess. Yeah. And he says, plan Omega three. And what ends up happening is that he initiates this instant frictionless surface and Speed Demon just goes out of control. It's like you're going 100 miles per hour and hit black ice. And so he's just speeding out of control um, and takes him out. He he whips some web across the road and kind yeah. of, uh, you know, gets gets uh, him across the neck as he slides out of control. And, uh, you know, basically has the whole thing under lock. He had implanted, um, or they, uh, oh no, he, he clicks the button again, plan, Epsilon 5. Another party trick, Horizon's latest invention, a quick, cheap, and easy to install power dampening field. So he instantly takes out all the Sinister Six's powers, the, the, what was it, the atmospheric condensers, all of a sudden totally heavy for Beetle, who does have a powerful suit. Yeah. Uh, and he just finishes them off one by one. They're going down. And also he had called all the news agencies about a half hour ago so that they could film him taking down the sinister <laughs> sex, which very not a Peter Parker kind of thing. Um, but totally hilarious. Uh, you know, the picture on the next page with Peter sort of, you know, calling back in his mind to him actually calling the the news media. And he's just got this 
this smile, this smirk very on his devious. face. Yeah, yeah, totally devious as he's setting up the Sinister Six to go down on television, live broadcast. I'm going to take you down. Um, and then, whatchamacallit, the, you know, Boomerang is like, how do you know all this? And uh, Spider-Man's response, a barometric oscillator and an atmospheric condenser. The first two pieces of a weather machine. What were you going to do? Blackmail the city with a tornado? Boomerang, shut up! It was a good plan! <laughs> it was uninspired tripe. Unworthy of the Sinister Six. Love yeah. it. Love it. And then uh, Boomerang, you know, down. He's, he, Peter's got him by the neck, forced down the ground. All right, I give you win. Yes, I do. I get to win. I'm beating the Sinister Six. And everyone is going to see it, and they'll get the message. This is what happens when you cross the Spider-Man, and just look of utter fear in Boomerang. He's about to kill him. He is about to kill him. The claws have popped out again, um, and right before he strikes, a light blue hand comes out of nowhere, seemingly, and with a similarly light blue word bubble. No, and. We go back. It's good work, wall crawler. We've got it from here. The cops, of course. Yeah. Of course, he's all yours, officers. And now uh, Spidey's internal monologue. That was odd. I had every intention of ending that man, but I stayed my hand. Why? What are you guys Oh no, okay. no. I mean, I can <laughs> if you if you want me to. Yeah. Uh, no, no. Uh, and, and Peter just basically goes, "No, that was me, Otto." You can't hear me, can you? You don't even know I'm here. Doesn't matter. You don't get to kill. I won't let you. I don't know how, but I am still in the fight. I am Peter Parker. And I swear I will find a way back. And so now we kind of know why he saved that cop earlier in the in the issue. I think it's fair to say that it wasn't quite his decision. It was Peter maybe at, at play. Yeah. And we just didn't see him illustrated like we're seeing here because, uh, again, keep in mind, Otto doesn't know what's going on, just like he didn't really know why he was saving that cop. But now we're just seeing a, like a ghostly Peter Parker illustrated, and we're seeing that Peter's talking to Otto, but Otto can't hear him. Yeah. Um, but he's, he's very much so still at, at play to to some some capability uh, within. Um, He's a ghostly Jiminy Cricket. He's yeah. a conscious in the back of Otto's mind that Otto is not fully aware of, and he'll sort of struggle with this. Um, but Peter somehow still is somewhere in there. Yeah. And of course, that is how the issue ends, is, is the revelation that Peter does exist somewhere in there and can, on some level, interact with Otto. Right. Um, but super fun, super cool, super funny. Uh, just a lot of great lines in there. Uh, Peter in the lab coat. Uh, all the highfalutin Doc Ock villainous lines he delivers, calling people dolts and whatnot. Really love it. Yeah. Checking out Mary Jane is totally hilarious. Just totally scoping her. And again, I just loved how they how they just put his internal monologue just right over her dialogue. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was a really was, nice touch there. Yeah, yeah. is really a cocky sob. Yeah, you know, and uh, you know, you can you can take uh, 
the villain, the mind out of the villain, but you can't take the villain out of the mind kind right. of thing or whatever. Uh, and, it, and it's cool, too, because he's still – okay, so maybe he wasn't going to save the cop had it not been for Peter. You know, maybe he was going to kill uh, – I believe it was, it was Boomerang. Um, but he's still performing out acts like trying to defeat the Sinister Six. But it's an interesting concept that he's not doing it to help save people necessarily. He's doing it for himself because he wants to. He's compromising his ideals with that of Peter's that he's gained, that he has a sense of morality that he didn't have, but he doesn't necessarily just instantly want to save somebody from death. Right. He's still willing to kill. Well, yeah. And I feel like part of the, the entire reason why he went after the Sinister Six wasn't necessarily because they were a group of bad guys, but because he felt insulted of, of you yeah. know, the, the, the quality of that super group that he used to be a part of at, at, at its current state. You know, he's, he was very unimpressed. And, yes. uh, you know, I think he, he wanted to try to nip it in the bud. So. Unbelievable! <laughs> <laughs> um, but a fun first issue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. And a lot of the elements that we touched on here are – we are going to touch back through the this arc as far as uh, Spidey's willingness to kill um, Peter trying to break through and gain and more control. Frank Castle, by the way, would approve. <laughs> yeah. So. Frank, uh, Frank would have done the deed. He, he would have had no issue putting a, a bullet in any of the guys in the Sinister, Sinister Six if he had the That's chance. Right. I think he would have offered a little skull to put on the front right. of Spidey's costume, which actually might be kind of cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway, good uh, stuff. That's a direction. You know, Superior Spider-Man's over with now. We're back to Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, as far as what's being published today, yeah. uh, that would have been an interesting team up. I don't know if it ever happened or not, but Superior Spider-Man and the Punisher. You That'd know? be pretty killer. Yeah, so. yeah. They would have devastated crime. <laughs> yeah. My God, they could take down the kingpin in an issue. Yeah. You know? the, the crime rate in New York City goes to zero point zero 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 one percent. You know, right, right. and that and that's just parking tickets. Yeah. <laughs> Super villains, uh, you know, hunching over and very. Uh, slyly helping out at soup kitchens and trying to rehabilitate their image so that Frank and Pete don't give them a visit and give them a knock on the door and uh, teach them a little lesson. That's right. Good stuff. We'll have issue two next week, of course, and uh, hopefully not a big break between our next episode. So I guess it is the time for pick of the week. Pick of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Sure, sure. Uh, now, this is a book I have not actually read yet, but I've got issues one and two in my hold bag, and I am very excited to read them. Um, from the creators of Powers, the United States of Murder, Inc. It is, of course, uh, Brian Michael Bendis and Michael Oming. Um, they were the creative team on Powers, which at first I didn't like. My buddy had shared some with me and didn't quite click. It's it's yeah. very sort of cartoony drawn. Um, but man, something about it. I went back, grabbed some random single issues, really enjoyed it. The Powers uh, story was about, you know, cops dealing with superheroes. Yeah. And so I, I liked that sort of, you know, sort of realistic look at, you know, what that would be like from that side of the law. So, so you're enjoying the Bendis writing and everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. You know, you paint me how you will, but uh, <laughs> I just want to share something story. that I, I saw right, on Facebook me. real quick. Uh, right. we, we were talking in the shop the other day about uh, 
Bendis or whatever. And uh, the general consensus among some of his detractors is that Bendis maybe is a little bit too wordy when he doesn't necessarily have to be. Um, and it, it was so funny. We were just talking about it in the shop and then I'm part of a group It's called back issue magazine, which is actually a magazine that, that comes up, but they've got a Facebook group as well. And, uh, you know, someone posted a picture of like one of the new star Wars comics from dark horse. It's like, I've really been enjoying star Wars from, from dark horse lately. I wonder what's going to happen when Marvel gets it back. And, uh, you know, one of the commenters like, yeah, they'll just give it to Bendis and it'll go something like this. Luke, I am your father. What did you say? I am your father. <laughs> You're my father. Yes. I am your father. You mean you're my father. Darth Vader, you're my father. Yes, I am your father. And like it just keeps going on and on and on. And I just thought that was a nice little, yeah. little jab. Bendis, Bendis. A Obviously, it's of, not quite that bad. But he, he is a master yeah. of this succinct. He keeps it very, as few words as possible to give you as much information or actually the complete opposite of <laughs> right. what I just said. So, yeah. But I'm going to go with United States of Murder, Inc. It's actually issue two on stands right now. Yeah. Um, and you know what? Haters gonna hate. I'm going with uh, with Batman Eternal again. Uh, issue ten just came out, so we're ten weeks into uh, Batman Eternal. And uh, another thing we were kind of talking about before uh, we started the show was sort of the the pros and cons of a weekly comic. Right. And I think they're I think both are valid points. You know, the con being you got to you know spend three bucks every week instead of every month on the book. But then you know the pro is definitely not having to wait a month for the next chapter. It's each and every Wednesday. There's right. a new part to the storyline. And for someone like me, that's not the most patient person in the world. Like I love kind of having that, uh, that next chapter every yeah. week, you know, you're getting four books in a month instead of, you know, one book. Um, I think that's really cool. And anytime I can get more Scott Snyder, Batman, of course, this title, he has, uh, some contributing writers as well with them. Right. People like uh, Tim Seeley, who people will know from, uh, revival, revival. Mm -hmm. and, uh, which to me, that's, that's just great. Um, uh, but yeah, Batman Eternal number 10 for me. That's awesome. definitely my pick of the week. Can't go wrong with the Dark Knight. Very good stuff, so, dude. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, a lot of fun. Superior Spider-Man number one. Uh, I actually I have all the issues at home, but haven't read any of them. So this yeah. podcast is kind of my I'm reading them for the first time for the show. Uh, which I'm, I'm really happy about because it's, it is a title that I wanted to start to read, but there's so much stuff out there sure. to read. And so in in a good way, this this podcast is kind of forcing me to to read yeah, through the issues. Yeah. So I'm Absolutely. enjoying it so far. It's good stuff, yeah. even if I'm not super crazy about the art. It's not terrible in this yeah. volume one. I'm just um, appreciate it while you don't have the Ramos. Right. You know what I yeah. mean? And I don't think he actually does any of these issues I don't, in I don't his think first so. arc. So, which is why I think the the first arcs, uh, you know, the best regarded as the best. Yeah. <laughs> but no, uh, Superior Spider Man, a lot of fun. Really looking forward to uh, to issue two. Uh, do you have any plugs for this week? No. Well, we've got some fun three beards coming up. Our, our yeah. mega political uh, alcohol-fed episode. Our three-hour masterpiece, I think you mean. <laughs> yeah, indeed, indeed. Uh, uh, that's really cool. And, you know, a lot of 336 uh, content has been bubbling out. So there's a yeah. lot of good stuff, you know, definitely. As, as of this recording, total amongst all the shows, there's like 105 or six episodes oh, so on the network now. The, yeah, we're uh, past the 100 mark. mark yeah. Actually, I want to say the Days of Future Past episode was 100. I think oh, that was the 100th episode. I can, so. I can live with that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, and again, uh, that's one of the, the the things we can easily plug in case you, you missed it a couple weeks back. We did post a uh, an episode going over 
um, the Days of Future Past storyline from the from the comic books uh, that, of course, the new X Men movie is based off of. And we had a a little uh, little chat about the movie at the end of that episode Sorry. as well. Yeah. So uh, definitely check that out if you've not already. And then, of course, we've got our other stuff that we've done too. We've done Saga Volume One. We've done Batman New Fifty Two Volume One. Um, and then all the three beards stuff that's on there, all the name redacted stuff on there. Then actually, there's going to be a lot more episodes uh, posted on the network. They've actually got their their own site. I think it's namedredactedpodcast.com or maybe just namedredacted.com. I'm not sure. One of those two. Yeah. Uh, if one of them's porn, sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just safely Google search it first. Um, but then uh, basically, all I've got to do is take the episodes from their site and then upload it to the three three six cast. So that's that's partly on on me. And then other episodes of uh, are on there as well. Other shows, uh, opposed thumbs, the movie podcast, uh, that midnight video game podcast. I think they've got two episodes ready to go. So hopefully next time I see Matt here at the shop, he'll bring his laptop. I'll show him how to get everything set up, and we'll have that Very up cool. on the network. And um, then of course uh, the three three six cast as well. The 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 um. The actual podcast three three six cast. Um, I think we're up to thirteen or fourteen episodes now, so that's awesome. going along pretty I'll, nice. I'm going to throw in a video games remind me. I'm going to throw in a personal plug that if anybody's a Street Fighter fan, I just got uh, Ultra Street Fighter four. I'm looking to rumble. Come school me, show me some lessons. I'll bring it. Let's do it. You can uh, PM me on. Uh, which we'll call Facebook and uh, which we'll, call, we'll we'll meet up on PSN and rumble. Let's do it. <laughs> nice. Let's do it. I'm looking for some fights. It's fighting words. What's up? <laughs> and with that, um, I think we'll talk to you all next week. Yeah. So. Thanks for doing the show with yeah, me. Dude. Thank you. Thank you. See you guys next week.